Welcome to this season's bonus episodes. In these two episodes, we will share the signals and scenarios from our yearly horizon scanning document on the futures of work. These signals are gathered and curated by us in Good Morning April, and they're our take on what might affect the futures of work. Keep listening if you are curious on what might impact our organizations in the future. My name is Puk Belsenberg, and I'll be your host. In this episode, I talked to my colleague Tor Nielsen about the four scenarios he imagined affecting our organization based on one signal and the signal's polarities. Before we hear from my colleague, I would like to set the scene by explaining what signals and scenarios are. And because we're talking about signals and scenarios from a horizon scanning document, I would encourage you to go to our website, goodmorningapril.com horizon, to download it and read and follow when we talk about it in this episode. You can see the signals and the scenarios are illustrated in that. But if you also have the courage to draw along, please do. Let's start by explaining what a signal is. A signal is a specific example of a trend where the trend is a bigger force behind the example. A signal can be a concrete practice, a tool, a product, a technology, or even an experience. It is often a distribution or an anomaly in its surroundings. A signal stands out and makes you stop and ponder. And a signal has the potential to grow and snowball into a trend. To understand what a scenario is, we need to talk about how a scenario is created. A scenario is an imagination of how the signals and trends could unfold in different ways. It is a description of the possible futures from the polarities of the development of the signal in your context. Polarities could be such as fast or slow, local or widespread, market-led or regulated. You then pick one or two signals and find their polarities and then insert the polarities into the scenario cross. One signal and the polarities on the horizontal axis and the same on the vertical axis. The polarities of the signals are then on the opposite ends of the respective axis. This creates four scenarios, A, B, C and D, in a 2 by 2 matrix, which are the combination of the polarities of the signals. Again, I recommend you to download the horizon scanning document and if you're up for it, draw along through the episode. Now let's dive into the talk with my colleague Tor Nielsen. Welcome, Tor. Thank you, Pook. We are here to talk about you, your scenario that you made in the Horizon document 2022. Yes. Uh, let's start by stating the catchy title you made for your scenario, because everyone know you need a catchy title for your <laughs> scenarios. So my uh, scenario is called, When and Where Will We Work in the Future? Mm. And which signals are part of your scenario, both directly and indirectly? So directly... Um, this uh, scenario is based on uh, the first signal, signal number one, um, where I maybe uh, elaborated a bit and uh, uh, placed in some extra dimensions in this uh, 
or explored uh, some extra dimensions in this signal. Mm-hmm. Uh, indirectly, I think the it also touches a that bit is on directly the and indirectly three. affecting uh, the scenarios and that a little bit of uh, signal, signal number the eight. The employee takes control of hybrid work. From the increasingly common model of working from home a couple of days a week to full-scale living freely as a digital nomad, our work life is becoming less and less anchored around the physical location of the office. The COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated this shift and exposed many of us to this way of working, and we are grasping the opportunity to redefine our work and our life. With fewer constraints of the physical space we call the office, our understanding of where and when we work changes. This affects how we organize, collaborate, and relate to each other as human beings, and on what makes sense to us, on what is meaningful. Increasingly, we are rethinking and redesigning our life. What do we want to spend our time on, both professionally and personally? Where do we want to live and with whom? Shared homes are popping up where several generations live together. People move to the countryside in Zoom towns, Employees redesign and make U-turns in their life. This impacts our organization as they need to embrace a multitude of engagement types, contract structures and collaboration mechanisms. Previously, hybrid work was orchestrated by the organization. Now, the employees take control. Mechanisms that are affected. Collaboration practices. New range of contracts and engagement. HR practices. Signal strength. Strong but skewed towards digital work and professional services. So to describe your scenario for the listeners, um, dear listener, maybe this is the time for you to get some p- a pen and a paper hmm. or download the uh, document so you can follow <laughs> what Joy is about <laughs> to describe. But it's a two by two matrix with four scenarios. So if you start by stating the polarities and the the two by two, how does it look, your scenario? So the first polarity um, that I uh, am exploring is uh, the proximity. So how close to each other are we when we are working? Our physical nearness. Uh, And we can be either uh, distant or we can be very near to each other. So that's on the vertical axis. Mm -hmm. On the horizontal axis, I'm looking into when are we working? So are we working synchronous or asynchronous? So Mm -hmm. at what times are we working? Are we working at the same times or at different times? Perfect. And and that's that's why your catchy title is also when and where. Yes. Perfect. That that makes sense. Um, So if we try to describe the scenarios, then on the upper left corner, you have the scenario one called flexible work hours. Can you put a few words on on that scenario and which of the polarities you have there? Uh, yes, I can. And so there, as you said, there are four uh, different scenarios. Um, and actually, I think it will make more sense if I try to start with the in a the totally different direction. <laughs> so uh, okay. if we start in the the bottom right corner, we have the one called uh, remote workers. So number four, number four, yeah, yes, and I think uh, that is because this is probably what most people can easily relate to. Mm-hmm. So this is where we are uh, working at a distance. We are working remotely, but we are working at the same hours. So this is like the scenario of uh, working home, mm-hmm. um, or you know, 
working at a distance to a main office um, or having separate office that are like uh, working together, but you you are, have synchronous work hours. So you're working from, for instance, eight to four every day. Uh, and this is uh, the reason I call it the most relatable is probably because what most of us experienced during the pandemic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, yeah, where yeah. our usual uh, work in mind was uh, environment was changed a lot, but we kept the same working hours probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, does does this scenario explore like uh, time zone working differences, or is it more like the local, but still distance? Well, it could be. So, so I've worked uh, across different time zones where we try to synchronize uh, our work hours. Mm-hmm. So, even though there's a time difference of let's say seven hours, uh, you might start in the morning uh, at one location, but start in the afternoon in another location and then have this overlap. Okay. Uh, and I think scenario four would be most you know, spot on in that case where you try to have this synchronicity um, mm-hmm. in order to be able to work together and coordinate your, your tasks. Perfect. Perfect. Do, do we then want to go to scenario three now? So we go <laughs> do it the backwards? Way? Yes, <laughs> let's, uh, let's do the, the backwards uh, order. So uh, if we go into scenario number three, Uh, what I called hyper flexibility is where you also introduce uh, asynchronous work hours in combination with working on a distance. So uh, not only do you not see your colleagues, colleagues, uh, you know, physically, uh, mm-hmm. you also maybe never see them because you work at different hours, and and you coordinate your task either by you know on Teams or other uh, mm-hmm. workspaces where you can write messages or emails or pick up where your colleague left off and have this um, totally um, flexible way of working where you can tap in and out from anywhere on the globe, um, anywhere at any time that suits you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I call this, this the hyper flexibility. This is the ultimate you know, individual freedom where mm-hmm. you're in total control of your time and, and where you're at. It seems like in this scenario, both both it's where the digital nomads maybe live in this hyper flexibility, but also it must um, require a lot for the individuals in this because you need to be very specific in handing over tasks and shifting between what others have done, and you need to, you know, continue on that work. Oh yes. Um I've I've tried this myself, and and I also imagine that this is true for um, for many others. Is that the handovers are very uh, crucial, and uh, you have to, yeah, have some very clear rules on how you continue uh, mm-hmm. on others' works and and how you 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 leave it off. Uh, otherwise, there can be a, quite a delay if you have any questions of of what needs to be done. Mm. And I also imagine that, that this kind of work. Is harder when you have a high uh, level of complexity mm. in your work. Mm. If you are, for instance, uh, developing software, there can be a lot of unknowns and a lot of things where you have to create a shared meaning. Mm. And if you don't have any overlaps where you actually are able to talk directly to each other, it can it can be quite hard. Yeah, yeah. You need that definition of done and definition of success really, you know, explicit. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Let's go to number two then, yeah. local communities. So now we go in the total opposite direction of uh, number three. So uh, local communities is where 
we have uh, synchronous work hours and we're working very near to each other. So the classic way of working, going to the office or shared workspace and uh, working at the same time and you have mm-hmm. some some fixed work hours where you, you can work together. Um, and why do I see this as a scenario for the future? I can see this as a like a backlash or a reaction against this hyper-flexibility because the... Uh, from my point of view, the, the downside of having this high flexibility at an individual level is that it can be really hard to work together mm. as, a, as a group, as a collective. Uh, it can be hard to, you know, synchronize, hard to get things done. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned before, the complexity of the tasks can, can be an issue. So if you go in the opposite direction, you can like ensure that we, we are able to focus on the same thing at the same time. Um, and then uh, hopefully have a better experience working together. Mm. Hmm? Nice. And then back to the first one, flexible yes. work shifts. This was, uh, I have to admit, the hardest one for me to imagine because now we have a physical proximity but uh, a temporal uh, uh shift so you're not working at the same time so you're working at the same place just not at the same time mm-hmm. um, and uh, I could imagine this happen where where you have like a fixed location like in a supermarket or a storage facility where there's tasks there are tasks that need to be done and you come in at different shifts mm-hmm. and uh, you can even imagine that these shifts are quite flexible so you as an individual are totally in control of when you tap in and out mm-hmm. you can just put in an hour here and there when it suits you, but you have to go to the same place of yeah. work. Um, you can also see it like for more like traditional office work that you have like a shared office space, but uh, you're working at different shifts and you come in at, uh, at uh, separate times. Mm. Imagine how much panic there must be in the cantina, not knowing when people are there. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> So this was your uh, scenario course with uh, near and distant uh, polarity and also asynchronous and synchronous polarity. But which one of those four scenarios do you prefer and why? Yeah, that is a good question, but also a hard one. So this scenario cross was born because I was, as most of the people uh, listening to this podcast and around the world experienced experiencing this uh, this flexibility of work uh, all of a sudden in a, in a high degree uh, during the pandemic lockdowns where we were forced to work at a distance um, and for many it also evolved into you were able to work at different times a lot of work in the evening and you know checking emails checking teams um, and a lot of people uh, you know got some benefits of that and mm. got used to it and saw also the positive sides that they are m- we are much more in control of our lives now we can go to our summer house and work from there and you know do it when when it suits us um but doing that i also experienced the downsides i mentioned before so i mentioned this that can be hard to synchronize and coordinate mm-hmm. um one thing i didn't mention but i mentioned in in the article is this um this uh, very you know human feeling of connectedness connectedness that 
that you know we experience when we meet and we mm. are together. You've the relations. The relations, and that's currently really hard to experience in the same degree uh, through a screen and the webcam and a microphone. And to me, at least, that, that took out uh, a lot of energy for me sitting <laughs> in front of the computer eight hours a day or more. Um, so what I would prefer is, is like a healthy balance between the two. So we, we I, I really enjoy this individual freedom where I can work from anywhere, I can schedule uh, things myself. But I also see the need that we need to have some nearness. We need to, to synchronize. We need to have something that ties us together mm. um, in order to get things done and in order to like connect to each other. Yeah. Let's unpack that a bit because um, how do you think that organizations are affected by this scenario? Because the signal you chose to unpack is about employees taking control of this hybrid work mm. and actually these scenarios and as you say where do I want to be and which balance mm. do I want to have so how do you think that affects organizations in the future well it's affecting them right now and I think it's going to affect them a lot in the future so we see now this this awkward phase of uh, coming out of the lockdowns and how do do the corporations like organizations do they just go back to normal So mm -hmm. you have to 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 meet in the office uh, every day, or do they have to, you know, keep this new uh, freedom to be able to wor work from home? Um, some organizations have like uh, continued with the the option to to be able to work from home, and and then they also, you know, get the 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 feel that okay, it can be hard to get things done. It can mm. be hard to find a place, uh, a time slot for when everybody is actually here, and we need them here to do stuff. Um, and you know, some employees just enjoy this so much they want to go 100% uh, remote, uh, and some are moving in the other direction where they want to be 100%. You know, in the scenario two, local communities. Mm. Uh, and I think for organizations, it's going to be hard to balance those conflicting needs because people have different needs. Mm -hmm. And I think there's gonna it's going to be like this compromise where you need to find a healthy balance with some, like I said, some kind of minimum mm. Uh, mm. requirement of synchronicity and nearness. And, and then as much as there's room for uh, freedom to do the other thing. Mm. So one last question. Uh, what would you say would be the next step for our listeners if they, as employees, want to take control of their hybrid work? Well, depending on uh, where our listeners are working, uh, I think you, as a, if you were working on a team, you you have to make like an agreement mm -hmm. of what is our expectations for each other. So, so some organizations or teams are like born. In this hybrid world where they're like or even they're they're in this hyper flexibility uh, some teams have never met each other mm. uh, physically uh, <laughs> they are totally uh, working uh, online um, but i think you have to agree on, on a common set of expectations on w what is the minimum requirement here mm. because it might not be there or it might be there and you have to like make that explicit and make sure that everybody knows when are they expected to show up and when it's okay to have this you know this freedom because mm. it's it's gonna affect the whole and, and and now this was for a team and you could like scale that up to a bigger organization they they need to find the 
the minimum requirements <laughs> in, the, in their policies, I think. Thank you, Tor, for presenting uh, your scenarios for us, uh, me and the listeners. And uh, dear listener, if you want to read what Tor has written about, you are welcome to download the, the horizon scanning document where the article is. Thank you, Tor. My pleasure. Thanks to Tor for sharing his scenarios. And thank you for listening in and being curious on the signals and scenarios for the future of work from our horizon scanning document. As said in the beginning, you're welcome to download the document. You can find it on our website, goodmorningapolcom horizon, where you can download it for free. The document contains a total description of how you find signals, how you create scenarios, our nine signals, a couple of scenario stories, and then also at the end chapter, how you can use this in your organization. We recommend you to go through it and use it in your organization to explore the possible futures. My name is Puk Fallenberg, and this podcast is produced by Good Morning April. Mm-hmm.